Hey there, traveller, and welcome to Peace in the Promise pod. I'm your host, Marembe, aka Peace in the Promise, and I am so glad that you found your way here. It's my hope that through the sharing of my many tales and stories of roads travelled, you may come to know that you are not alone in this walk and that peace truly is attainable right now, whether you are in the wilderness or in the land of promise. Happy listening and remember that every experience is unique. Hey, hey, hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Peace in the Promise pod. I am your host, Marimba, aka Peace in the Promise, and today I want to talk about a question that I received uh, not so long ago. Pretty much the basis of the question was like, how do you know that you are walking in your calling? How do you know that you are walking in your God-given purpose? And kind of like, what is that? What does that look like? And it's not, it wasn't even like in a super deep like spiritual way like oh give me my calling it was just like a conversation with a friend and then I don't know how we got onto the topic of calling and purpose and that but I think I brought it up and they were like yeah what does that look like like how how do you know that you're walking in your calling like what if you're just whatever you're doing now is like it has nothing to do with your calling but you don't know like how do you know whether you're walking in your calling or not and I think it's such an important question to ask not just because it's such a popular topic amongst especially Christians like you know it's a real common thing I don't know I don't know if it was a thing like let's say 20 30 40 50 years ago you know like talking about calling and pursuing your purpose but I think now in the social media world it's quite a popular topic because you know, you see people getting theirs, you see people doing all this stuff. And let's say we've got Instagram and all that stuff and it's showing what people are doing, but we don't, you know, actually know the process that it took to get there or we don't know, um, you know, is it actually fruitful or, and it makes us question also within ourselves sometimes like, oh, am I actually doing what God wants me to do? Or am I just kind of going through the motions? Like, I don't feel like I'm where he wants me to be, but I don't feel like I'm not. Like, I just don't feel like he's told me exactly what he wants me to be just yet. Um, And I think those are good questions to ask. Like, it's okay to be in those places of not quite knowing. um, Because when you don't know, it gives you the opportunity to ask. When you don't know, it gives you the opportunity to listen out and be like, okay, cool. Well, I don't know about God. Hey, I'm listening. Like, if if you want to tell me today, if you want to tell me in 20 years, all right, I'm here. I'm available, right? But yeah, this is not for me to be, you know, trying to preach at people. But I just thought that I would share my own story because I think it's, it's, it's encouraging and it can kind of put it into perspective when you just hear kind of like another regular person sharing like their story of you know purpose and calling and all of that and what that might look like and it's not always you know all the big old things that you see on Instagram or or all that stuff but sometimes it's you know you can just be a regular regular person and you know you don't necessarily know where you're going in life but God still calls you and uses you where you are so yeah I'm just going to share a bit about my story. So Uh, My personal story. So when going way back when, like back to, let's say, 2010, I I was in I was in year 10. So I was about 15 in 2010. Um, Back when I was in high school, I can't tell you that I really knew what I wanted to do. Um, I may have had ideas of what I was going to do and they were all in the healthcare industry. But I cannot tell you that I had like a burning passion and a burning fire, like igniting in my spirit. Like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like, I was just like, kind of like going through high school and I'm like, man, I I really don't know what I want to do. Like, okay, my parents are, my mom's a nurse, my dad's a teacher, um, my sister's a nurse. Okay, like, so it seems like, you know, the healthcare or the teaching side seem to be things that are available to me. 
Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know if that was because they were safe options for me or because it's what I saw. So it's what I knew. So those were the areas that I was kind of looking at. I would always say, oh, you know, I like teaching, but not enough to become a teacher. But, and I also like health, but you know, I wasn't really into nursing so, so much in high school. I was just like, oh, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. You know, I want to kind of do something different. So I think I would bring up, I, you know, I thought of being a physio and I thought of being a nutritionist and I thought of being, you know, dietitian, um, all these things came up, but Ultimately, I really had, I didn't have an, any real clue of what I was going to do um, for, you know, the rest of my life, quote unquote. Um, so <laughs> I remember, yeah, like, you know, choosing, you know, I, I did ATAR, um, which is like the, what is it called? I don't know the equivalent in other countries, but um, pretty much the, the, the level of education that you need to go straight into university here in Australia. So I did ATAR. It used to be called TE, I think. And yeah, my, my scores were pretty average. I think I got like 68 or 69. No, I think I got like 69 point something. Um, so I was like real average. Like I was, you know, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but it was good for me. I was like, cool, sweet. I passed. So <laughs> this is enough to maybe get me into, um, you know, nursing. I think it wasn't enough to get me into physiotherapy. But my thought was kind of like, okay, let me just pick nursing because that's what my, you know, I guess, you know, my family has encouraged me to do it because they're like, well, you know, you can teach in nursing. You can, there are pathways that you can go to from here. So more or less, I chose nursing because it was safe and because it was a good choice. It seemed like a smart choice because there are so many options. There are jobs readily available. People aren't really going to run out of nurses. So it seemed like a, you know, a sensible option, which is not bad. You know, I was like, okay, cool. I'll put down nursing. So I got into nursing. So I, I did my studies. I studied for about three and a half years and yeah, I, I did all right. It was okay. But again, like I did not feel that real zingy passion for it for a long time. Like doing it, I was kind of like, Ugh. Like, I don't mind the aspect of talking to people. Like when we would have our pracs, I would go and I would talk to people. And I preferred that rather than like the real nursey aspect of, oh, let me give an injection or let me give medication or let me do this and let me do that. Not that I couldn't do that stuff. I would do it, but I just, I didn't enjoy it. Like I was like, I just like talking to people, <laughs> which is strange enough because I can kind of also be introverted, but I just liked, I think, being able to encourage people, you know, just to kind of give people a laugh or, you know, smile with people and just have, you know small talk so that they can have a bit of a brighter day, you know? I remember I was not feeling the course so much. Like it wasn't like, oh, this is my dream course. I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life until I think I had my mental health prac placement in, I think that was like almost my final year of uni. And I had my mental health placement and that placement is where I felt like at, at peace. Like that's where I felt like, oh, I could really like, I could thrive here. Like, this is my kind of element. This is my environment. Like, everyone's a bit weird, you know. I just feel like I could vibe here. But the other pracs, like, oh my gosh, I had pracs in theatre. The nurses were so mean. I was so chirpy and I was like, hi! Da -da 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 -da. I, would, I was so enthusiastic and excited. And I literally had one nurse tell me, like, we were doing a checklist for the, for the instruments, the equipment that they were going to use in a surgery. And... <laughs> I was doing the checklist and then I was literally like every time I would say, oh, do you have a, I've forgotten even the utensils, but I'd be like, do you have a scalpel? And then they would say, yep. And I'm like, awesome. Do you have this? Yep. 
awesome. So I would always like be like, cool, great, amazing. And then she literally stopped me and was like, you don't have to say great after everything that I say. I was like, <laughs> this ain't my environment. Y'all are cold. <laughs> Why are you so mean? But you know what? I think it's it's definitely, you know, no personal thing against them because I guess they, they've just been trained to be so efficient because that was also like, you know, they were going to go into surgery and it's a serious thing. They're trying to reduce risks. They don't want any distractions. So that really just highlighted to me, like, this is not a place that I could thrive in. Like, this would make me miserable. You know, God bless them. The people that do it, they need to have that kind of personality, I guess. But I realized, nah, that's not for me, fam. <laughs> so when I went to mental health, I was like, this is my place. Like, yes, we're giving medication. Yes, we're doing this stuff. But we can actually sit and talk to people, like really just see people and talk to them. And that was more the therapeutic interaction that I enjoyed. Like you can talk to them, see how they're going. You might be doing an assessment, but you can do an assessment just by talking to somebody and like finding out about them. Saying, hey, how are you? What do you like? What are you interested in? What are you feeling like today? Da, da, da. Like the normal stuff that you can actually, it doesn't feel so robotic and like you're trying to check a box like the other areas of nursing did. So I was like, this is my area. And um, also if you haven't, um, I guess if you haven't, followed my um, blog or my YouTube, I also, you know, have had at, at that point, I'd been experiencing disassociative symptoms for like a, a few years at, at, up until that point, maybe a, a decent five, six years. So I think mental health was something of interest to me. And also I had family members who had, you know, who work in that area. So I was like, I was always kind of, I think I had a soft spot for it. My mental health prac is where I felt the most comfortable. I was like, cool, this, okay, okay. Now I'm getting into the flow of things. Maybe I could do nursing. Maybe I could go into mental health. Um, so I was starting to get that hope and maybe that, I guess that little spark that most, a lot of people get when they're like, oh, this is what I kind of want to be doing. Um, so long story short, yeah, cool. I apply for a graduate program in a mental health in mental health, and I get it. And um, yeah, I was like, cool. I'm set for life. Like, I'm going to do this grad program. Then these guys are going to hire me, and then I'm going to work in mental health, and then maybe venture into community mental health and work with children and and young adults. That which is what I was thinking in my head. I'd plan to do that, and I was like, you know, this seems it seems sensible. It seems like something I would like at that time. I was working at the, with the, you know, I was leading the youth group at my local church. I think I got saved in like 2013. So after I'd already started uni. Um, and then, yeah, I got really passionate about working with the youth. And yeah, I was leading the youth group, leading small groups and stuff like that. And I still sometimes, I still kind of lead a small group with like some young women, but yeah, at the time I was leading youth group and I was like, yeah, this is something I could really get into because mental health, like I'm, I feel like I want, you know, I just, there's something, I, a soft spot in my heart for it and young people, I like working with young people. So I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Cool. So that was like, yeah, career decision. I'd, I'd made it. And at this point I was, you know, engaged or about to be engaged. So then, <laughs> then I'm working at, um, you know, my, my place of work for my graduate program. And then literally like I'm walking, I had been working there about three months and I was walking down a corridor and literally God stops me in my tracks and he's like, you're not going to be doing this for very long. And I was kind of like, um, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I was like, well, that's cool. But like, what do you mean by this? Do you mean in this hospital? Do you mean in this position? Do you mean 
like being a nurse in general? Do you mean in mental health? Like I, I need specifics. What's going on? But he didn't give me anything more than that. He just said, you're not going to be doing this for very long. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was really excited because then I was doing youth ministry. I was like, sweet. God's going to make me a missionary or something or not really a missionary, but God's going to like take me around the world to do youth ministry and whatnot. So I was like, that's so cool. That was when I was fresh saved. So I was like zealous. I was so enthusiastic. Um, I still am, but you know that there's that specific kind of zealous, the zealous faith that you get when you're freshly saved. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, so I kind of just went with it. I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to be doing this for very long. And then I wrote it down, marked it, and then forgot about it probably soon after. So then, um, I had an opportunity to go and work down South for a little bit for about two weeks, um, as part of my graduate program. And when I go there, it is in community mental health with young people so child and adolescent mental health I was like this is like what I said I was going to do then I went there and even though I wasn't looking for a position I wasn't looking for work I wasn't even opening my eyes to it because I think I still kind of remembered what God had said and I wasn't really looking to work down there anyway but these guys when I tell you they latched onto me they latched onto me they pretty much like there was a few people they pretty much gave me like threw me this position on the spot they were like we need you know a community mental health nurse to work in our team and we would love you like they loved me and I was like what like I wasn't used to that you know I just you know I was used to kind of fighting to get a graduate program and you know them telling us that everything was going to be competitive so this was literally thrown in my lap I was like wow okay and even though I wasn't looking for it I kind of convinced myself I was like okay well maybe this is God, maybe this is a blessing, because why else would they just be handing it to me? So I was kind of like, okay. And also I'm the kind of person that at that point as well, I was still learning how to say no. And still now I struggle with that. So I was kind of like, oh, like it would be rude to turn this down or to say, I'll think about it. You know, I did think about it a bit, but I was like, okay, let me just go for it because I'll be silly to let this down. It seems to be everything that I wanted to do. And why would I just give up this opportunity? So I accepted the position, but I did not, as soon as I accepted it, I did not have peace. Like there was just this unsettled feeling within me, not even, it wasn't fear. It wasn't, um, you know, feeling inadequate or anything. It was just something was restless within me. Like, "Mm, no, I don't think this is where I'm, you know, this isn't, this isn't where I'm, you know, something just, something isn't right. It isn't, it wasn't necessarily, this isn't where I'm supposed to be, but something just didn't feel right after this then. I came back and I was like, I don't know. I just feel so restless. Something doesn't feel right. Like I I should be so excited that I've got this position. You know, I'm so, I should be so thrilled because they hadn't actually confirmed it yet, but they pretty much more or less, they gave me a verbal confirmation. Like, yeah, you've got the job. So when I came back after a couple of weeks, they, you know, contact me to say, yeah, when you finish your contract where you are, I still had about six months left of my contract. They said, when you finish the contract where you are, we have got this position waiting for you. I was like, come on, like, what else? This has to be God because like, you know, they're literally setting this aside for me, but still something in me just did not feel at peace. And I just couldn't shake it. I was like, I don't get it. Like, this is everything. This is supposed to be everything I'd planned. This is supposed to be everything that I kind of wanted for my life. But why don't I feel like at peace? Or why don't I feel like this is what it's supposed to be, you know? Um, and then not long after that, I could just feel God stirring up my spirit, stirring up my heart, like, mm, mm. and it was more or less that thing of like him just, it wasn't even saying, I don't want you to do this. It was just him saying, you know, like, you know what you need to do. 
And I was like, ah, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like I've accepted this position and now I'm just going to look dumb going back and telling them to deny. And I was also scared because I was like, you know, I've told people that I've got this position. My family is proud of me. Um, you know, I, I seem to be doing the right things. Like now I'm in the preparatory process of getting engaged. I went to, I went to school. I went to uni. Now I've got a graduate program. Now I've got a full-time job waiting for me. Everything seems to be going the way that it should be, quote unquote. But like, I feel like God is calling me to do something else. And that's scary. Like that's kind of frightening to kind of turn things down when it all looks perfect. Right. And I guess there's that question of like, but what else is out there? Like, what if what if this doesn't work out? Like, what if this, what if I'm like hearing the wrong thing? And what if I turn this down and I make, I realize I've made a horrible mistake, but I just really felt that prompting from God telling me you need to contact them and you need to turn this position down. So long story short, it took a couple of weeks, I think, or maybe like, yeah, a couple of weeks. And then I really had to call them and I felt so bad because they were so excited to have me. And I pretty much was talking to the dude and he was like, Oh yeah, we're so excited to have you. And I was like, yeah, um, um, for, you know, just for personal reasons, like I'm not actually able to continue, um, to take this position as I previously thought. So I didn't go into the details. I wasn't like, oh, the Holy Spirit has revealed to me in a vision that I'm not supposed to take this position. No, I was just like, look, for personal reasons, I'm, I'm not able to take it. I'm so sorry. You could tell he was disappointed, but he was like, you know what? Like all the best, you know, thanks for letting us know. Um, see you later. So then there's that. And I felt after I denied it, I felt this unexplainable joy and peace just filled me and restored me. And I was like, I feel so light. Like, I just feel so good. I've done it. And I just feel like almost like God is just smiling down at me. Like, oh my, like you did it. Good on you. You've done such a good job. Um, and I remember I was like dancing around the backyard. At that time, I lived with my sister. So I was so happy. I was so pumped, right? So anyway, fast forward a few months later, and I'm engaged and, oh no, I was already engaged at this point. I tell a lie. I was already engaged <laughs> through this whole process. So that is what also motivated me to want that job because I was like, well, we're getting married and, you know, this contract that I have currently is only for a year. So it would be smart to, you know, get a contract that was long term. So this will be able to provide us with an income and stuff when we get married and to pay off, you know, the debts of the wedding. Can we be real? <laughs> so then at this point, you know, my contract is coming to a close and our wedding is in like a couple of months time. And I'm like, God, OK, we've got a wedding to pay for. And at this point, like my income, like when I tell you I was just pouring into that wedding, like my my, my uh, fiance at the time and me, we were just pouring, pouring, pouring. Um, our income and me it was just like I would see money appear in my account and then it would disappear to pay off the photographer then I would see it appear then it would disappear to pay off this person yes some people you're hearing that and you're crying because you're like that is not wise stewardship of your finances but I'm just keeping it real that's how I did it that's how we did it so <laughs> but yeah so I'm like okay all my money like is we're, we're putting our money obviously we're saving a bit here and there but like we're putting our money towards this wedding and like now, God, like, what am I going to do after this? If I, this contract stops, what's my income going to be? So again, I kind of forgot the whole process of God telling me to let the other job go. And I was like, well, right now I can't hear you saying no. So I'm just going to start looking for jobs again because the place that I was working at, can you imagine they didn't re, they were not like fighting for me to stay. So I remember people would always say, oh yeah, you know, you'll definitely, they'll offer you a full-time or at least a part-time position here. Um, because that's what they do for most grads. And for some reason, it was like there was a block. Like, and now it's like I can see in hindsight, God was hindering that from happening. 
but it was like I had to really fight I'm like why am I like begging these people to keep me on like even just for a casual contract like everyone was so confused they were like but out of everyone like you should be the one that's here like you should be the grad nurse that they keep so I didn't understand either and I was kind of like I don't get it like I thought I was all right I thought you guys liked me and they're like yeah like all the staff was like yes like we don't know why they're doing this and they'll be like keep talking to the manager keep talking to this person so I would keep going back and then they would refer me to another person and they would refer me to another person and refer me to another person. It just felt like I was just bounced around. I was sending out emails. I was doing all this stuff, but I was like, look, it just feels like these people don't want to keep me for some reason or just something just doesn't want me to have a full-time position here. So I was like, all right, let me look elsewhere. So I started looking elsewhere and I um, ended up applying for another job in another location that was full-time um, and it looked, it had, it looked great. It was in mental health again, but this time it was still in a hospital. Then fast forward, we, I go, literally, I go to the interview the, like a week before our wedding. So I had my weave in and everything. And I go to this interview. I was the first person they interviewed. I had my slides on, but like there were fancy slides guys. And I remember someone was like, you're not, you shouldn't go to an interview with slides. Like that's so unprofessional. But I was like, look, watch me. So I went and yeah, I got the position. Um, and I found out that I got the position after a, our honeymoon and I was like, cool, sweet. And because of the distractions of the wedding, I think I wasn't so switched on with like how, with the conviction that was building in my heart. But surely enough, as the orientation day was approaching, I could feel that familiar conviction in my spirit. Like, Ooh. at this point I was mad. I was like, no, God, you're not doing this to me again. Like you will not, why would you let me get this far if you're just going to tell me to turn the job down? Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. I didn't come at him like that because yeah, anyway. <laughs> but really that was what was in my heart. But I was like, no, no, no. So this time I just pushed the conviction away. I was like, nah, fam, I'm not, I'm not about to do that. Um, but fast forward, if to make a long story short, I went to the orientation and I literally felt the grace of God just lift off of me as soon as I entered into that place. And I just knew then I was like, nah, man, I've got to resign. Um, cause I'd already got the position. So I knew I stayed throughout orientation knowing that I was going to resign when I got home. And they were telling me, they were saying all the benefits of the job and it was such a good place. And again, but again, I just knew everything looked good on paper, but my spirit was not feeling it. It was like, no, I'm not going to come to a place if I know God is not going to come with me um, because I know I'll be slapped around. And in fact, I got slapped at that place <laughs> by one of the patients. After that, then... Amidst all of this, I've shared a bit about this in my blogs, um, but I'm just going to share about it again. But amidst all of this, like back in 2016, this is like now in, I would say 2017, 2018, when I resigned from the second job. But back in 2016, before I even got engaged, God gave me um, this concept, this idea. And I just um, had this desire to just start a blog. And I remember even making like a, a WordPress website thingy. Um, and I was drafting names and I knew I wanted peace and promise in the name, but I didn't know how to do it. And I was like, oh, I was drafting. I was like promised peace, peaceful promises, stuff like that. And then just something came like peace in the promise. And I was like, yeah, I like that. So I, I made a blog, um, a website with that title. And then I just kind of left it. I think I started trying to write a blog post, but I just literally at that place, it was like, I think God literally didn't allow it to happen at that time for a reason. He was kind of like, okay, this is what I want you to do, but I don't want you to proceed with it yet. Because I was trying to write a blog post and I was like, I don't feel like I've experienced anything in life really. (laughs) 
So, which is a lie because I had, but you know, I was like, I don't feel like I've experienced anything to be able to write a blog post. Like, what am I going to write about? <laughs> so I just left it and forgot about it. Yeah. So then after in 2018, when I had to let go of that job the second time and I felt that joy and that peace, but also there was a definite sense of what the heck am I doing now? Like, I know God, you told me to let this go. But after he told me to let it go, I'll tell you what, he was silent for about a year, over a year. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what? You're just going to tell me to let this job go, but you're not going to tell me what to do in between. Like, meanwhile, I'm pregnant and, you know, we've just newly married. I'm just feeling like a bit of a waste of space. If I was honest, I was like, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I was, I was in a real wilderness at that time. Like, I was like, I'm here, God, like I'm, I stepped out on faith, but where are you? Like you got me out of Egypt or whatever, but now I'm just walking here and I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. And I was asking, seeking, you know, and I, like the last thing you told me to do was just quit the job. And I was like, I did it, but now why can't I hear you? And that's when I went through a whole bunch of, like I went through post, uh, antenatal depression, postpartum depression, all sorts of mess, all sorts of confusion. And I was going, trying to trying to hear God so much that I was just going so deep and so intense and trying to just force it rather than just kind of writing it out and allowing God to speak when he was ready, right? So anyway, after a pretty rough season in about 2019, um, it was a real rough season then. And then after it was literally like, you know, the darkest, the darkest hour comes before the dawn, right? So it was a real dark season. And then after that season, um, I was invited to sing at a conference and I sing at this conference. I've shared this story time and time again. But then at the conference, pretty much the, you know, peace and the promise was birthed or it was released, you know. So sometimes God can give you a promise and God can give you like an idea of what he wants you to do. But then there's an appointed time in which he releases it. And that's not a law. It's not something like this is what you should write down. But it's just what happened in my story. Like he'd given me something. He'd given me the concept of peace and the promise. But I had no idea what it was going to be. Like, I only thought it was going to be a blog that I would do as a hobby whilst I was, you know, working as a mental health nurse in the community. But now, like from the time that God released it in 2019 at that conference, um, through a crazy way, like I've shared about it in my blog and um, in my YouTube, in, eh, I don't know if I've shared about it in a YouTube video. But anyway, I've shared about it in my blog. So if you can flick through my blog posts and kind of try and find it in there. But yeah, so anyway... Um, God released it and then peace and the promise was birthed out of that, um, out of that conference. And he released me to go. He said, all right, whatever was hindering you, literally one of the speakers told me like, whatever was stopping you, it's now gone. Like you're released to go, you can go. Um, so from there, then I just, you know, got the website up, wrote my first blog, then it led to YouTube. And then now, as you know, now as you're hearing, now as you're hearing, I have a podcast. So, um, I just knew and I know that I know that I know that this is what God wants me to do. I felt such a peace and a joy and fulfillment from this than I did um, trying to pursue those other other callings and other careers. I did have a sense of peace and purpose in um, mental health when I started because I knew God had called me there or he'd allowed me to be there for a certain time. But there was a time where that grace was removed and it was, you know, reassigned somewhere else. So God's like, okay, you've had your time here. But remember, I told you, you're not going to be here for very long. So don't try to prolong your welcome. Now it's time for you to move in this direction where I'm pushing you. So no matter what I tried, I would try to apply for jobs and agency and this and that, whatever. I never had peace until I redirected myself where God wanted me to go. Um But anyway, I just, yeah, it's a bit of a long-winded story, but I say all this to say, like, you know, 
don't overthink it. I think the key in everything is literally just fixing your eyes on God. Personally, that's what happened with me. Like when you fix your eyes on him, he will align you to your purpose and your calling. I think the problem that a lot of us have is that we're trying to find the thing greater than we try to find God, you know? And if you're trying to run after the thing, you're trying to run after your purpose or calling more than you're trying to run after God, then you're going to lose sight of what the actual, you know, the heart of the purpose is. If he is the heart of the purpose, then shouldn't you seek him and he'll direct you to it, you know? Um, so yeah, I just want to encourage you, like, if you don't really know what your purpose or calling is, don't freak out. You're not alone. Like, um, I, me, I've already shared, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do when, especially coming out of high school, it feels like there's all that pressure put on you to decide there in that moment, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? But I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and I chose a, a, a career pathway that I thought I would do for the rest of my life. But God said, okay, you're only going to be here for a short amount of time. So if you are afraid of stepping out on faith, if you're afraid of like, oh, what are people going to think? Or, but this is what I chose for myself. This is the career that I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life. If God's calling you elsewhere, step out on faith. Like he will, he will meet you there and you will find such fulfillment there. You don't want to, you know, overstay your welcome in a place if his grace is no longer there with you, because then it will become harder and then it will become like out of the flesh. You're trying to slave away at this thing. When God's no longer there, he's like, no, no, no. I want you to be in this place where I've graced you to be. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to encourage you guys with that long-winded story, but that is my story from, you know, career to calling. So he did use me in the career of my choice, but um, he then pushed me into what he called me to do. And I believe that where he took me in mental health has helped me to be able to um, even just cope with personal challenges in my own life and also to now have a renewed perspective in how I approach peace and the promise and really the heart of peace and the promise um, because it was really birthed out of a dark season of my life. And yeah, it's helped me to encourage other people too. So no time is wasted, no time spent, you know, where you are, your call, your career, if you're in your career at the moment and God hasn't said anything to you, it's not wasted opportunity. Like it's good. God will even use where you are now to I think, add or benefit to the calling that he's called you to, you know. And don't forget, your whole life is a calling anyway. Like, wherever you are, you can make an impact and you can make a difference. So, yes, thank you so much for listening. I pray that that's been an encouragement to you and, like, that you, yeah, you can just stand confident in God's promises and just know that he actually means what he says. He's not just saying it as a joke when he says that he's going to do something in your life or use you to do a certain thing. He wants to do it and he just needs us to be available. Um, but yeah, that's all. Be sure to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow my Instagram, my Facebook, and yeah, just keep on listening to these podcasts. If you like them, let me know. Contact me on Instagram, contact me on Facebook, contact me through my website. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to send them in. I'm thinking of doing a question segment because I'm pretty much answering questions through this podcast anyway that people have asked me. But yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to send them in and I'll just have a chat about whatever it is that you are thinking of and whatever it is that you send in. But yes, until the next podcast, I was going to say until the next video, I'm so used to saying that, but until the next podcast, enjoy your day. It's a great day to be alive and make the most of it, right? It's a beautiful day. It's a gift. No matter what your season might look like right now, know that it is a gift. And the fact that you woke up today, it just proves that there is still purpose in you. All right. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And All these 
music is the source from its own music.